Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast. And we have a lot to talk about today because we're going to be finishing up season four very quickly here. And I lied to you guys unintentionally. I told you all that it's going to be Friday that we end season four. However, it's going to actually be uh, on Monday. We end season four and move into season five after that. So sorry about that. Season four, a day later than I told you guys it was going to end. The reason being actually was because of this chapter. There's just so much content that I felt that it would be better if it was broken up into two days rather than just one day. So that's why it's going to be an extra day that we're in season four rather than moving into season five. Now, of course, as I told you guys yesterday on yesterday's podcast, the music is going to remain the same. I know I've had the habit of getting new music every single time a season changes, but I'm not going to be doing that anymore because licenses cost a lot of money, copyright problems, I have to purchase the new songs, and it's just a pain in the neck and it's a lot of money. So I'd rather just stick with the music that I made. (laughs) That little jazzy number at the beginning, I recorded that. So that's what I'm going to be using from now on. So sorry if you guys don't like the music, but that's just what I got. So yes, little disclaimer there about moving into the next season of the podcast. But for now, let's go ahead and read Numbers 35, 14 through 29 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version. Feel free to grab the version you prefer to read out of. And don't forget to grab that cup of coffee or your cup of tea. Of course, you need your coffee and your cup of tea. Everyone needs one. So grab one of those and then just sit back and relax as I read Numbers 35, 14 through 29 today out of the W.E.B. version. You shall give three cities beyond the Jordan and you shall give three cities in the land of Canaan. They shall be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be refuge for the children of Israel, for the stranger and for the foreigner living among them, that everyone who kills any person unwittingly may flee there. But if he struck him with an instrument of iron so that he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. If he struck him with a stone in the hand by which a man may die and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Or if he struck him with a weapon of wood in the hand by which a man may die, and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. The avenger of blood shall himself put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. If he shoved him out of hatred or hurled something at him while lying in wait so that he died, or in hostility struck him with his hand so that he died, he who struck him shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. But if he shoved him suddenly without hostility or hurled on him anything without lying in wait or with any stone by which a man may die, not seeing him and cast it on him so that he died, and he was not an enemy and not seeking his harm, then the congregation shall judge between the striker and the avenger of blood according to these ordinances. The congregation shall deliver the manslayer out of the hand of the avenger of blood, and the congregation shall restore him to his city of refuge, where he had fled. He shall dwell therein until the death of the high priest, who was anointed with the holy oil. 
But if the manslayer shall at any time go beyond the border of his city of refuge where he flees, and the avenger of blood finds him outside of the border of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood, because he should have remained in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer shall return into the land of his possession." These things shall be for a statute and an ordinance to you throughout your generations in all of your dwellings. I feel like today's episode is actually pretty self-explanatory because God is basically defining what a murderer is and what a murderer is not. So, I mean, episode over. (laughs) Just kidding. So anyway, this is really what this is defining. And this probably has never been defined before, I'm going to guess, because We learned a little bit about the Avengers of Blood in the last episode I did talking about this, Monday's episode, and what an Avenger of Blood is and why it's mentioned so many times in this passage. An Avenger of Blood was a person who was a family member, potentially, who was hired or rather designated to go out and kill the person who killed uh, a family member, whether it was accidental or not. Now, from what it sounds like here, the Avenger of Blood could basically kill the person without any trial whatsoever. And that was common. So God is putting groundwork in place to change this. And later on, of course, God specifically says, do not take uh, revenge on anybody. Do not do that because that is for me to decide. And God says he's going to avenge us for us. So we don't need to be taking um, vengeance out on somebody. So God totally does change this later on to say, don't, don't do this. But this is where the people were at this time period. And this is something I talked about on Monday. So go back and listen to that episode. I'm not going to repeat myself. But God, of course, takes uh, into account where his people are. Does that make sense? Like where they currently are in this time period of history. Avengers were common. So God, you know, makes uh, stipulations about this. So one of the things that God puts into place is this new concept called cities of refuge. And we talked a little bit about these the other day, but there were six cities of refuge. Three were in the promised land and three were outside of the promised land. Three would be in the um, tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh, which stayed outside of the promised land and had their inheritance of land there. So three cities would be in that region. Three cities would be beyond the Jordan in the promised land. This means that anybody, any human being could flee to one of these cities. It says everyone who kills any person unwittingly may flee there. This is the other thing that's great about this. This wasn't just for the Israelites. This was for anybody, a foreigner, a stranger, or a person who lived in Israel, an Israelite. Anybody could flee to these cities of refuge if they accidentally killed another person. In a sense, they did it innocently, right? They were not innocent of the crime because, of course, they killed somebody, but they were innocent of wrongdoing. So God takes that into account and says that these manslayers need to flee to these cities of refuge in order to be safe. And they would be safe there because the Avengers were not allowed to cross over into the cities of refuge. Now, of course, if that manslayer was dilly-dallying <laughs> and didn't get to the city of refuge, then the avenger of blood could come and slay him, and that would kind of just be the end of it. So they had to get to these cities of refuge pretty fast, hence why 
there was three in the promised land and three outside of the promised land for everybody's convenience in a way. So the avenger of blood could not cross over into that city to kill that person. So right after this, of course, God defines what a murderer is and what a manslayer is. A murderer is somebody who had evil intentions in his heart to specifically go out and kill that person. He says if he kills him with a weapon, a stone or a piece of iron, whatever, that person is a murderer. If they purposefully did that in their heart, tried to kill a person, even if they did it with their fists or shove somebody so that they died. This is an act of murder. But if a person had no ill will against that person and was accidentally doing something, working and dropped a stone on this person or who knows what happened, that person would be a manslayer, not a murderer. And a manslayer was somebody who killed somebody unwittingly. Now, the manslayer would have to flee to the city of refuge to be safe from the avenger of blood. So God talks a little bit about that. And then he goes into the trial that was supposed to happen. So a trial was supposed to take place to decide whether this person was a manslayer or a murderer. And if it was decided that he was, in fact, a manslayer, he would be safe to live in that city of refuge, basically until the priest died, the high priest. He would have to remain in, in that city, in fact, until the high priest died. Once the high priest died, that person could go home and be safe forever. And the avenger of blood would not be allowed to kill him after the high priest died. The manslayer would be totally innocent at that point. And if the avenger of blood did kill him after that, the avenger would be guilty of murder. And then the avenger would be put to death if everything lined up with how it was supposed to line up in scripture. But what's kind of funny here in verse uh, 28 and 27, it actually says here that if the manslayer goes outside of a city of refuge after he is tried and found not guilty of murder. If he goes outside of his city of refuge before the high priest dies and the avenger of blood comes and kills him, then it was that guy's fault for not listening to the rules of staying inside that city. And it sounds to me like he would have a pretty comfortable life inside that city. Yeah, it was kind of inconvenient for the fact that he uh, could not return home um, his family would probably have to come live with him inside that city and they'd have to have a different way of life for many years until the high priest died. But even so, this is better than death, which was what was going to happen before any of this took place, <laughs> because that's what did happen. The Avenger would come and kill the guy. And that was that was it. Like death was the other alternative. So what's better having to relocate your family to a city or dying at the hands of an Avenger. So, I mean, this is a great alternative for people who are innocent of any wrongdoing before trials in the courtroom even existed. You know, God put these things in place for more stability, for more justice, you know, correct justice. People no longer could just go out and kill whoever they wanted. Like this was wrong. And God makes it very clear that it was wrong according to the law. So this gives more rights to the average human being, including the foreigner and the stranger. And this just shows once again how much God loved the foreigner and the stranger. He wanted them also to have access to the law, hence why he put the system in place the way he did. Now, of course, people twist it and everything <laughs> to the point where um, 
the Israelites ended up hating the Gentiles and not spreading the word with them at all. Then, of course, Jesus came down to earth and fixed all that, changed it so that everybody had access to the gospel and to eternal life. But God put this in place to not only protect the Israelites, but to also protect the people outside, you know, the, the, the foreigners. So God gives rights to people. He wasn't this like crazy, cruel, mean Old Testament God that people sometimes like to think about God. And I'm going to be honest, I used to think that also about God. I used to think Yahweh was this mean old man, basically, that was up in heaven and shot down arrows of death at people like this. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous now for me to think that I don't believe that anymore because I'm actually reading through and seeing how much God cared for everybody. The fact of the matter is, is that God is not mean. He's just so just. He's just. So he puts laws in place, laws that make sense to us now for the rights of other human beings. And this is just more on who God's character really is, that he protects the innocent. However, if you read more about this, it actually talks about what was supposed to be done to the murderer. So say this person claimed he was a manslayer, but had actually murdered somebody and fleed to a city of refuge. Once this trial take, takes place and they find out that he is, in fact, a murderer because there's witnesses, there's people who knew that he this person hated this guy that he killed. Um, they find a weapon like who knows. But one way or the other, this supposed manslayer turns out to be a murderer because he was a murderer. At this point, God's justness is also shown here. Because here in verse 21, he says, the avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. So he allows the avenger to get his justice against this murderer who killed his family member. So God's justness shows that, yes, murderers who are not innocent should be put to death because they killed another human being. Now, this isn't saying that God hates murderers. He loves everybody, regardless of what people do. I mean, he's shown mercy on murderers many times prior to this in scripture. I mean, he showed mercy to Cain, who killed his brother Abel, and Moses. Moses, he's telling this to Moses, I might add, who was, in fact, a murderer. Moses killed a man. And that's what's interesting about this, is that God is telling this to Moses, like, yes, Moses, you killed a man. You should have been put to death. But I showed mercy. I showed mercy on you. And I mean, another murderer that we can think of, a very famous one, is David, who not only had adultery with some other man's wife, but killed that wife's husband. So he was also a murderer that God ended up showing mercy on also. So this isn't showing that God hates murderers, but this is showing that God is just. And that there are consequences for sins. If a person goes out and takes another man's life, that is a sin, obviously. And that's a great sin that God detests. However, regardless of what human beings do, the law and just the Bible in general just shows God's mercy on people, no matter what. That he does care about people. He does love people. And that's what's so cool about God. He's just, he's not this mean old God that we we portray him as. He is a just God who loves justice, who tells people that there are consequences for sin. 
However, he shows mercy in spite of the fact that there are consequences for sin. Well, friends and faithful listeners, I'm just going to let you all go early. I'm not going to talk too much longer. I just hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and that you are blessed. And as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.